The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 134, recorded February 24th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic. I'm looking good. I've got a badass haircut. You do. God, you know, it's almost too good. Almost. But just good enough. Just good enough. Um, <laughs> it's fucking cold up here still i'm 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 about had it with this win i i know i have had i had it i'm done i can't fucking do it anymore we've got quarter inch of ice everywhere we got iced up trees it's fucking 16 degrees up here i'm done and it's february and we still got three months left to winter you, you just moved there like what 15 months ago it's not here it's michigan it doesn't matter where in michigan it just sucks <laughs> but you bought a house i mean we gonna move south? I don't know. <laughs> Arizona. I want fucking 105, 10 degrees. Oh, that seems a bit too hot. Yeah, well, a lot less clothes to buy. Where's that? There's that. <laughs> Save money. <laughs> uh, it just sucks. It's 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 got me. I can't I can't break out of it. Well, you moved here in that special what like above the Nuego line, right? So. Yeah, we're at the frost line. <laughs> frost line, but you guys, you guys got hit a little bit harder this time. We did. It's just then, shitty. Yeah. Well, it's no because thanks. of all the chemicals and smog you guys have down in the air down there, killing the environment up here in the country. We don't <laughs> do that. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> but true. <laughs> Actually, you know, this is a bad thing to say, but I'm going to say it. If we could just speed up a little bit of climate change here in Michigan so that <laughs> it would never get colder than 60, our property value would be worth so much fucking money. It'd be triple wow. California because we have all the fresh water in the world, the beaches that we would kill. True. True. So just a little, just, just. But would the Great Lakes start shrinking if they weren't getting snow and ice every year? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe it might get rain. Yeah. Maybe. Anyways. Anyways, what a week. Not much week, not much to talk about this week. So we have, I guess, a weird topic for our main topic at the uh, later on in the show, which is basically we're just going to crystal ball it. We're going to f- talk about each little thing and forecast that. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. We, we Our agenda is small. We, we're in the, we're in a small squall of nothingness. In terms of the geek, a squall world. of nothingness. A squall of nothingness. Yeah, that's my uh, autobiography. <laughs> a squall of nothingness. <laughs> the life and times of Joseph Becker. <laughs> it's right. Uh, it's so sad sounding that Robert Smith even got sad looking at that fucking name. Wow. 
Did Morrissey get sad too? Fuck Morrissey. Wow. Um, Tell me how you really feel, Joe. <laughs> All right. You want to jump into news or should we just keep babbling? Let's, uh, let's do some news. All right. Well, there's not much, but I did see something come along the pipe uh, that uh, John Watts, the Spidey, Spider-Man No Way Home director, may be in talks to direct a Star Wars movie. Now, I don't know if he had any bit in writing No Way Home, but it was directed really well. Yeah. I mean, he's done fantastic with the three Sony slash Marvel films. Mm -hmm. He's already been given the keys to the car to resurrect the Fantastic Four for the third time. I'm excited for that. Like, I I I feel like he can do that. I think he's capable. I mean, yeah. I I haven't seen the uh, Michael B. Jordan and. It's okay. It's got problems. It's certainly not the actor's fault. Put it that way. That are in the show. The acting's not acting's not bad. With Miles I, Teller as the Yeah, I like him. I think he when I saw him in the uh trailer way back, yeah. he looked like a good fit for Mr. Fantastic. And I had no problem with my, Michael B. Jordan, you know, yeah, he was great. changing his race. I mean he's yeah. a great actor. He was good on it, it just it was a bad story. It just felt weird. You should watch it though, it's on streaming somewhere. I think it's on Disney Plus. It is because uh, it was, you know, put out by Fox. Yeah, but there's like weird shit going on because, you know, HBO Max owned the Batman series. Now it's on Netflix for a while. So there's there's licensing deals that are still finalizing. It keeps, gotcha. keeps hopping back. It keeps hopping back and forth in places. So, um, but I don't know. I, I think you could do a Star Wars. I mean, it's really about the, the story. Um, You know, I've got my thoughts on Star Wars and, and its future uh, that we'll talk about later in the show, but listen, he's, he's proven he can direct action and bring heart to it. So, uh, you know, great sign him. I, I you know there's, there's such a cross pollinization now between Marvel and star Wars. Um, you know, Kevin, well, we'll talk about the future, but again, Kevin Feige might be involved in, uh, in he's apparently producing a star Wars movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we know Tycho YTD has a star Wars movie, right? Another Marvel director? Um, well, more than that. We still haven't heard. I mean, as far as we know, there's still a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Eh, fuck, that ain't happening. Come on. That's, 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 um, that's going to happen as much as Avatar 5. Oh, wow. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So I know it's good, good for Mr. Watts. Hopefully he gets the gig. If it's true, more power to him. Uh, Bring it on. I, I I like good directors. I like Star Wars. Don't know what they're going to go with, like what, but you know, storyline or anything, but that's not for us. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. And the other bit of news, I don't know, Michael, if you had a chance to see it, was the Batman clip uh, called Cat Burglar that came out. It's basically I did not. A scene, basically a scene where, where Zoe Kravitz or Catwoman, Selena Kyle, goes in and she's robbing a safe and it's she's really good at it. she's got all her tools you can tell that she's like a pro she goes up to the safe opens it up and then you just hear this you're pretty good at that and like batman's like been watching her the whole time and then um it was pretty cool she throws a bunch of punches and kicks and you know you know a couple of fights but he just shrugs them off like nothing which is really cool and um it just looked good it looked good they're, they're throwing a bunch of clips out um Clearly, because it's uh, one week until the Batman. So, 
for the three hour the three hour dances with wolves version of the Batman. It's three hours long. Yeah. Good lord, come on, man. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, yeah, if it's good, it's good. But, uh, that's a long time. I don't mind it if it's good. If it if it holds my attention, it's good. I've I sit and binge watched fucking six hour shows, you know, in a day. You know what I mean? Like you know, I've done it. You know, yeah, a, but a at series. least you know, at home you can get up and go get a snack every so often. You know, you're not oh, yeah. dead ass in that seat for three four hours at a time, no. are you? True, you can pause and do what you need to, but yeah. Once the movie gets that long in the movie theater, come on. Well, I'm a camel. They don't, so even, I, they don't I, even do intermission anymore. I remember can sit that? there. I do. Well, I remember one uh, when I went to the theater in Amsterdam. They had a intermission and a 90 minute movie to go get a beer and put commercials in it. I was like, boy, if you're in America, they would throw shit at the screen right now on a 90 minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 90 minutes. That's that's short. Yeah. Still stopped it halfway through. Commercials. Okay. Gotta have beer. So I, I hope it's I'm looking forward to this. It's um it's gonna I think it's gonna be great. I mean everything I've seen clip wise, um I don't know if anybody has seen it yet. I think there's some I think they had a few uh, I think the embargoes are lifted sometime soon, probably in the next few days. So we shall see. We shall see. So that's all I have for news. I don't know if there's anything else that you've come across. No. I, in fact, I was kind of news light, very news light this week. So I got nothing for you, Joe. Well, there you go, folks. Michael didn't do anything this week no. to help the show. <laughs> you should see the notes I have for this episode. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be flying off the seat of my pants because I don't have, they're all in my head, notes wise. Oh, well, it's not going to take very long, then. <laughs> wow, here we go. Throwing barbs. There we go. There we go. That's because I didn't do anything this week for the show, Joe. Right. You just wrote shit down. That's doing something. I suppose so. I suppose ideas. So. I got ideas and notes. All right. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into our geek this week, then. So in light of our last podcast, uh, we talked a little bit of Star Trek. So I decided to watch Into Darkness again. And I kind of liked it. <laughs> I know it's Did not. Did you not like it before? Well, I don't remember. Like it didn't. It was, and I didn't hate it, but I, I kind of dug the story. I mean, it was actually pretty good. And, you know, obviously, though, it's a fart. I, I don't like when people die and they bring them back. That's really kind of cheap. Um, and this was like, you know, they did that with, with Kirk. But. That's that's the only thing I didn't care for, um, but it was fun. And Cumberbatch was a little overacting after I watched it this time. I was like, he's really overacting a bit in this one. Um, but there's some good stuff in there. It was it was some fun stuff in there. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. it, but there are definitely issues with that film, like making Kirk die, but Spock save him is you know inverting the Wrath of Khan. All right, fine. It's a little bit too on the nose there, J.J. Abrams. Well, Rathacon, did Spock die at the end of Rathacon? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, because the next movie was The Search for Spock. Yeah, but they waited at least another movie. I mean, this one, they waited 30 seconds. Yeah, they put his essence in... um, McCoy. 
McCoy, yeah. Yep. No, I, I mean, everyone knew Scott was, or not Scott, everyone knew Spock was coming back, at least hoped. And yeah, he came back the very next movie. Mm-hmm. But Star Trek in the Dark- Darkness, Kirk dies for a whole 30 seconds. Well, technically, he never died, died. He still had a heartbeat. Exactly. So, but it was still like the triple that took like, that they put a shot in 30 minutes earlier that you forgot about. Then they miraculously came back 30 minutes later, the triple. And then. It's not a terrible movie. I, I like the Klingons in it. Uh, I think they were cool. I like uh, the government. I like the governmental side of it. Is what I liked. Like you had this rogue government guy that just wanted to start war and get rid of a race kind of thing. Oh my god, what's happening? Is that's kind of like what's happening right now? Oh no. Um, Ooh, topical. You know what I mean? Like, like there was a cool, there was a cool government side to it, and this experiment gone wrong, and he sends, you know, Kirk out there to, to fail on purpose, you know, and, and kind of screwed him. So it would look like he started the war, and um, I liked. You know, Spock's little give the missiles over and pulled a Jim Kirk move, you know, and um, blew up his ship. It was pretty smart, pretty dumb by the, you know, con point of view. It's supposed to be this really smart dude and didn't fall for it. Um, but it was good. I, I was, I, I've seen worse movies, put it that way. Oh, 100% agree. I've seen worse. And, you know, Robocop is always a favorite of mine. No. I mean, I'm sorry. What's his name? Peter Weller. Yeah. He'll always be Robocop to me. Yeah. Uh, I think, did JJ direct that one too or no? He did. He directed he the first two. Okay. There, uh, look, I know you don't like him, but there's something about the way he directs action that I like. And I liked it in, in Force Awakens, the way he directed action. I think it's he does something with more camera movement. Maybe it's too much move, movement for some, but he takes he took he put Star War Star Trek in a different direction. That when I watch something like Discovery or something like that, where they 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 film it like television still, and they just which it is TV, I get it, but it's more like it just feels flatter. And JJ has camera movement, like even in the deck, like they're all in the same spot. The cameras, but the camera's moving in and out, and it's not the one shot. You know what I mean? There's right, just some a lot more money to do that, though. Like, that, yeah, but they didn't do it in the other of- Star. They didn't do that in the other Star Trek movies either. What I'm saying is, he brought something. He brought something to that franchise that felt more action for me. Oh, he definitely needed more action. There's no question. I mean, I don't have a problem with him in action. I mean, didn't he do what? Was it Mission Impossible 3 or 4 or something like that? Yep. Which I really liked. I thought he did a very good job with that movie. I enjoyed it. I don't have a problem with him doing action, but that's the thing. Uh, Star Trek, yes, there is some action involved at times, but that's not, that's, I don't know. It was the dumbing down of Star Trek. But maybe that's it. what you need to do to get mass audiences in to watch, you know? And idiots like me to like it. I get it. But, I mean, there are there are other action Star Wars movies or Star Trek movies. I mean, uh, fourth movie is a good one. Sixth movie is really good. Into the, you know, the undiscovered country, there's tons of action there. Anyway, anywho, that was my geek this week. What about yours? I bought uh, for my Switch and cartridge. I bought a combo: Star Wars Episode One Racer and Star Wars Republic Commando. 
which comes on a single, you know, little one of those little discs for playing. Uh, it was twenty bucks. Uh, their games apparently were for what, like the PS2 or something. I don't know. They're old games, and they show they're what 15, 20 years old, something like that. So it's a port. Hmm. But I never played them, so I figured for ten bucks a game, I'll probably get ten bucks of entertainment out of them. And so far, I'm really loving Star Wars Episode One Racer. You you race pod pod you do pod racing. So it's just a racing game, but it's so much fun. And they still have that on sale right now on Amazon for $19.99. There you go. You should go Star, ahead and grab Star, it, Joe. Star Wars Racer. Now, mind and, you. And Battle Commando Combo. Yep. Mind me what? The, the old graphics, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, the graphics are old. So I will say this. I'm playing on the Switch Lite. You, obviously, you know that because I bought it from you. But... On a tiny screen like that, it's not so bad, you know. You're just playing a video game. I I don't know how jarring it might be if you're going to play it on an HD TV, right? You know, on a true Switch. If you're doing handheld on the Switch, I don't think you have a problem. So obviously, I'm doing a handheld on a you know smaller screen. I think the Switch is a bigger screen mm-hmm. you know, when you go handheld. I mean, it doesn't look terrible, but it definitely looks dated. Okay. But these are two games I never played because that was during a period of time when I was not playing video games on consoles. So I'm having a lot of fun, especially with uh, Racer. Of the two, that's what I'm liking more so far. Star Wars Republic, or the Republic Commando one, it's it's fairly straightforward. I'm just shoot stuff and kill. Well, so it's great. It's your Call of Duty, but with Star Wars. It's not as much fun. It's just, uh, it, it, it's all right. I, I'm, I'm going to get ten dollars of enjoyment out of it, no question. But all right, well, I just ordered it as there we talk. Go. Don't want that twenty dollars deal to go wrong. There can't you go, that, Joe. Can't, can't be that bad. So Michael cost me money today. <laughs> Are you actually going to play it though? I mean, you, did you ever play Squadrons? Uh, I never played that, but I played the pod racing game. Oh, you did? Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Now you can play it on your Switch. Yep, I'm looking forward to that. That one. And then uh, just for shits and giggles the other night, I threw on District 9 just to have on while I was doing something. And that was a mistake because... Because you watched it. it. That movie's so damn good. It's very good. It's uh, I, I remember seeing it in the movie theater and was just kind of like, whoa, this is way better than I anticipated. Yeah. that I was like... I, I left the movie theater when it came out. Mind you, it was like 12, 13 years ago. I was like, how did this come out? How did this even get made? It's so good. Yeah. Did you see Chappie? Yeah, I own all the uh, Neil Blomkamp movies. I like Chappie. I don't know if it I, did well, but I liked it. It did terrible. Did it? And you know what? I love it. Yeah, I thought it was I mean, good. Okay, maybe love it's a bit too strong. It was a short circuit, redone, but it's still good. It's exactly short circuit. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I was waiting for an Ali Sheedy uh, cameo, but no, it didn't happen. <laughs> right? Instead, they had Fisher Stevens as another Indian guy. Oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Yeah, it it is, you know, South African Johnny Five short circuit. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. But you also get Hugh Jackman driving a mech. with Hugh Jackman with a mullet. (laughs) But 
I even have, uh, yeah, I, I bought this whole trilogy there. I have uh, District 9, I have Elysium, and I have Chappie. Have you seen Elysium? I think I did. The one with Matt Damon? I did. I didn't like it. Really? I loved it. it I okay. like. I think of the three, <laughs> uh, obviously District 9 is the best. I really liked Elysium as well. And, uh, what's his name is in it? Um, Andor himself is in it. Diego Luna. Yeah. It's been a while. I could probably watch it again. I, I remember watching the whole thing. I didn't hate it. I just don't, I don't, it was like, oh, okay. I don't think I ever like, oh, I need to watch this again. Anything that has uh, William Fickner in sci-fi, I usually like. Okay. And then uh, last but not least, or no, actually a couple more. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll just play COD Warzone because that's what I do. I'm a dork. But I read Spectators Part 3 and 4 uh, that are on the, um, oh, what's that? Uh, Substack, where a lot of comic uh, creators have moved to. It's free. They release like three, four pages at a time. So I read Spectators Part 3 and 4. Once again, if you do search it out, it's written by Brian K. Vaughn, who's an amazing comic book creator, mm-hmm. working with uh, Nico uh, Henrikin. It is completely not safe for work. It is super, super violent. And but it's safe for right work now, at home. Well, yeah, safe for work at home. <laughs> Just I would not look at it. Yeah. When you're on the work VPN. It's uh, the whole beginning of it has to do uh, with a mass shooting. So if that's a triggering uh, thing for you, don't read it. Because it is super violent. But cliffhangers. That's what uh, Brian does well. So I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, it's free, so why not check it out? So I've been enjoying it. And that is my geek this week. Michael's always chock full. I like to do one thing. No, um, like last week, remember, I had nothing. It's true. It's true. Uh, all right. Well, before we go to our main topic, which will totally be off the cuff for me and Michael with his notes, um, if you'd like to help <laughs> out the show... <laughs> Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast. We have a few different tiers there that you can, um, I guess, throw your money to. Uh, But it helps out the show tremendously. There are some costs to the show. Um, We're not going to ever charge for the show or anything like that. But if you'd like to help out, check us out at patreon.com slash KyberCast. All right, Michael, when we sat down, you you had a great idea this this week that um, because we couldn't think of topics. We're basically going to say that the state of the future of four IPs, right? DC, MCU, Star Wars, Star Trek. Um, I don't know. I threw that as the order, but we can start with, uh, I don't know. Let's start with Star Trek. Wherever you like, Joe. Let's start with Star Trek because we were just coming off of the Into the Darkness thing. Um, Now, we've got Picard. We've got, um, I always forget the name of it, but the Pike. Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds, the Pike era. Do you see Star Trek becoming better as it's coming along or worse or same? Or what, what's your what's your crystal ball on that? Here's my crystal ball. I think Paramount, you know, they just, Viacom and CBS merged. And they became what, CBS Viacom or something like that. 
They're changing well, Viacom, it. Viacom owned Paramount, so people understand. And by, and just so people yes. understand as well, Viacom also owns, um, I forgot which theater chain they used to. I'm not sure if that theater chain's still around. They used to own Is a bunch Cinemark? of- no, I used to work for them when they bought the small theater out that I worked at. But anyways, they're very they're Viacom in and of itself is a huge company, like you know MTV and all that shit. Like it's not like oh, a little, huge company. I mean, they even own like outside uh, billboards and shit, right? Or did I don't know if they still do. Right. But every once in a while, you'd see a billboard, and at the bottom, you'd see it said Viacom on it. Yeah, so huge company. Who, yeah. they, Viacom owned CBS back in the day too. I want to say like twenty ish years ago, 15, 20 years ago. They split up, but the way they split it up was like, all right, Star Trek TV goes to CBS, but Star Trek movies are stay with you know Paramount. And but now they merged them all back together. It's one big conglomerate again. And they just recently announced they're changing their name to Paramount. That's going to be the new parent company. So here's my crystal ball when it comes to Star Trek. They're trying to make as much money as they can out of their IPs, which they don't have a ton, but Star Trek is kind of like their their bread and butter right now to get people into Paramount Plus. Well, so not amongst other things. Yeah, I think Yellowstone in 1883 is the one that's actually pulling people in. Yeah, the funny thing is, didn't they sell Yellowstone to NBC Universal? So there's a whole thing there. Well, it's on um the Paramount Network on regular cable. Oh, so gotcha. No, no, it's not on NBC. Something, something. No, no. Maybe NBC sold it. Yeah, NBC, sold it, but sold broadcast rates for X amount of years to something like Paramount. That. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But now Paramount is doing eighteen eighty three. Yeah, they do have other IPs, no question. And they're expanding. They like, that's that's news I missed. I'm sorry. Like if you're a Tyler or a Taylor Sheridan fan, he has upped his cocaine to intake and has like five new shows coming out that they announced at the Paramount Paramount. Uh, uh, I guess they had a press release conference or something this week. Five shows, man. One with Stallone, where he's like a gangster. They got another one called 1932. They got another show. Uh, with the happens to be around an African American sheriff, um, yeah. Anyways, that's well, all disclaimer: uh, I do not claim to know anything about Tyler Sheridan's cocaine use, but that's on Joe. It's on me. You can. No one can do that much. <laughs> that many shows. And, yeah, and not- yeah, so they obviously have many IPs, but on the geek side, what they're focusing on is. Star Trek. And my crystal ball, well, it's pretty simple. They're throwing everything at the wall right now, and they're going to see what sticks. Because right now, they've got pre-original series. These are kind of like their three time periods they're working in. you got the pre-original series, which includes Strange Worlds, and used to include Discovery. And then they have the post- TNG, DS9, Voyager time period, which includes Prodigy that happens five years after that. You have Lower Decks, which is about the same. Uh, Picard, which is obviously about 20 years after that. And then Discovery, which is 800 plus years after that. This is, and then the final one is 
the Kelvinverse, which they just announced this last week. Which did I did we announce it last week? We did. Maybe we talked. Okay. Yeah, we did. We talked. That's right. They announced it last a week that um, they're going to do a Star Trek four. But funny aside, apparently they didn't let the cast know. They were oh, just great. as surprised. So wow. who knows if it's actually happening? Right. They're not even signed. Right. <laughs> hey, we're going to do one. We're doing right. So that's what I'm saying. My crystal balls, they're shooting a little of everything, okay? So they're trying to, you know, make people that like, you know, the old school stuff happy. You got Strange New Worlds that more of a modern take on the show, but also it's taking place before Kirk and Spock take the Enterprise for the original series. So it's going to be interesting how that show But Spock's in it. But Spock's in it, exactly. Because Spock was with Pike before he joined Kirk. So, but we're also doing Prodigy, which is animated, but that's on Nickelodeon. It's more for kids. But it still references and includes many characters that are part of the canon. So are you, are you I guess, as a crystal ball, right? You think it'll be successful? You think it'll be, like, what's it going to do for the Star Trek franchise? What do you think the goal is? is? Is it to expand its audience or keep the audience that it already has? It's 100% a multi-pronged attack to expand the audience. You're trying to make the old school fans happy with shows like Strange New Worlds and Picard. Because that's where you're, you're... And, well, Discovery originally, but... Now it's it's its own thing, you know. Once the third season came, it's it's completely different from its premise originally. Well, the premise was it's no, still no, discovery. It's an old school, like it's it's a Star Trek show. It's you know, it's not like it's any. It's not different. It's just it's a Star Trek show. No, but it's tackling new stories and the fact that it's eight hundred years. No, I get that. That's fine. Even where next generation and all that. That's is. fine. But I mean, is it working with the? Is it working with the core Star Trek? People, do they like it or do they not like it? I think they're torn. I think that's that's why I say the multi-pronged approach is the hardcore Star Trek fans is, you know, Strange New Worlds and Picard, right? Because those are the things you know. You Maybe you want to know more about some of that canon with uh, Strange New Worlds. But Picard, you get to find out what happened after, you know, everything that happened in, along the main timeline after those shows. But for the newer, you're going to have Discovery. And on top of that, you're also going to have Prodigy because it's on Nickelodeon. They're trying to appeal to the youngins, right? The kids. Mm -hmm. Get them into Star Trek. And then, hey, you watch this show for a little bit. And as you get older and you become like, you know, 10, 8, you know, 9, 10 years old, maybe a preteen to a teen. You can move right into Discovery and all these other store shows or Strange New Worlds because they're they're PG, maybe PG thirteen tops. But then, for the masses, you have Star Trek Four, which is going to be, you know, it's produced by Abrams, and it's a movie, so it's going to be more big stuff, more flash, more action, like you just saw in Star Trek Into Darkness. So they're trying to build a multi-tiered approach to get everyone into Star Trek. I don't know if they'll be successful. Neither do I. But this is this is their strategy. This is what they're trying. Right. 
We'll see when Picard comes out. I think. So, what do you think is the linchpin? I have. I, I want to say, like, you know, there's even when we get into Star Wars, I have some thoughts of like, there's things that have to happen, otherwise, there, it could be a disaster. So, what what do you think has to happen with Star Trek uh, in order to be at least successful, a little bit successful? I don't. I don't. It doesn't have to like change the world here. Not doesn't be like Game of Thrones or something, but at least to placate or make the current fans stay. What what what. What has to happen? I don't know. I think I think they're successful enough as it is. I think they're happy. Well, I mean, is to me like the future to me for Star Trek hinges on Strange New Worlds. If that's not good, they're in trouble. I, I think it's that, and I think also, I think Picard's Star- going to get a pass because people like Picard, like. They just like the actor in that role. They like that character. He's, he's a Luke Skywalker yeah, type. Is um, he making people happy? I mean, I watched Star Trek Picard. I don't know if it is. It was, right. it was a know, fine show, but it you, wasn't you, great. You are the you are the fan. You, the, the, yes. You're the one they need to keep. They don't need to keep me because they don't have me. You know, you're the you're, you're the one. That's why I asked you, what is it? What? If, it, if it's if it's if it's everything is just all right, eventually you're not going to like make it must-see TV. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say then, they've already renewed Discovery for season five. And I'm interested. I know you do not like Discovery, that you kind of dropped off. Well, I'm watching it. I just... It's like watching fucking Arrow. It's like watching through... It's like, I know what's going to happen. Like, the way it's the same patterns of writing... You know, it's like when you when the first season, first two seasons of Arrow is great, and then it's like it turned into like Three's Company every episode. Like I'm not going to tell, I'm going to tell a secret, or I'm not going to tell a secret. Then you're going to find out my secret, and I hurt you, and blah 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 blah. Every episode was like that. It was a fucking disaster afterward. Discovery, right now, the same two see It's like some big thing happens, and Michael Burnham's always right. Like okay, it's it's not doing anything new each season. Um. Maybe it is by the second half. You're further along than I am, but I don't see anything particularly new uh, from those those series. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I'm liking this season now, season four. So I think I don't know. I think for me, Star Trek is a success. It's not a resounding success yet. In that, I want more. I want something a little bit more. My question to you, yeah. when the next episode of Discovery comes out, are you like, I am going to watch that as soon as I get up? I am not going to miss it today. It's funny you say that because I am up to date now. I'm not behind. Like, I admit, season four, I, I got behind a little bit, but then it, it, they did a mid-season break and I ended on a cliffhanger. And I was like, what? I, I'm really into this show now. I haven't missed an episode since. And as I was talking about Discovery, my, my thought was, as soon as we're done recording this podcast, I'm going to go watch the latest episode because it just came out today. Okay. So it's got its hooks in me. Does it answer but you your question? But you, but you didn't wake up and say I had to watch it. It took this podcast to remind you. No, I know it comes out Thursdays. But you didn't watch it at, at lunch? No, I played COD on lunch. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying, like, it, it. I'm a sucker, right? Like, I'm a Star Wars. Like, it's, no matter what they put out, I will probably watch whenever it comes out that day as early as possible. Yeah. 
I'm, that's all I'm asking. Is it, do you have that level of excitement? Is all I'm asking you. Oh yeah, yeah. I now I didn't watch it on lunch day. The reason being is that uh, well, I've been uh, working from home since November. I'm going back in the office next week, and my brother's like, "This is the last time we can play Call of Duty on lunch together." And I said, "You're right. Let's do it." No problem. <laughs> I, I just like like so. If I said you have this, do you have the same excitement as when Peacemaker comes out each week? Yes, you do. You think Discovery and Peacemaker is equal to you? Well, no. I mean, Peacemaker, Peacemaker is its own thing. I was more excited for that show, but I was more excited for that show than Boba Fett as well. No, I agree. That's fine. I just want—I'm trying to find the t- where you're at. That's all. Where, where is it at? In the in the. I am excited, and the other thing too is though, uh, Boba Fett and uh, Peacemaker. I watched with Shaylee, so right. Whereas she's not really into Star Trek at all, and that's fine, just because there's. You really got to know a lot of canon. It, you do. Um, so knowing that she goes to bed before I do, I don't watch it necessarily early in the day because I know I'm going to have an opportunity to watch it when she goes to bed. Got it. So I'm just as excited, even though I don't watch it at you know 7 a.m. or at lunchtime or whatever. Right. So basically it's your porn. <laughs> we're there, but yes, she waits. He waits till his wife goes, or now what? Goes to bed and then <laughs> puts it back. All right. I, I so Star Trek, in my opinion, crystal ball wise, I think it it hinges on Strange New Worlds to give it a jump start. Otherwise, I think it's going to stay with the Star Trek crowd. You know Thanks what I mean. For- like That's it's gotta, if, if it's going to jump, um, because then, you know, where do you go? They're putting a lot of, I, I think the Spock person could bring the casual, the casual Trekkie in and, you know, if they do it right and it's an Anson Mount is excellent. Like I'm really looking forward to that more than Picard. Um, I think if that hits, it can really propel Star Trek to a better spot. I think if they hit something that's buzzworthy. That, you know, something like a Peacemaker obviously doesn't have to be in that same right. vein. But let's face it, Peacemaker, whether you watched it or not, there's a buzz. Yeah, 100%. That's, so, what, that's what I'm saying. It needs that. Star Trek needs a buzzworthy show. And if that happens, that opens the gates to movies and all that stuff. Yep. Yep, yep. Okay. Let's jump to, let's jump to Marvel. Okay. Because it's. In between pictures now, um, we've had some TV shows. We've we've had some movies. We have another movie coming out soon with um, Doctor Strange. To me right now, my crystal ball tells me that it is on the precipice of possible downfall. To the common okay. to the to the common watcher, I think it's starting to get really complicated. And Spider-Man: No Way Home was great. It's starting to complicate, you know, with all these universe. Like, if they tackle the multiverses, can people stick with it? You know, when they start pulling a lot of storylines together, can they? Can they? Can they keep the 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 normies, the normals? <laughs> um, the casual the fans, not, the, not yeah, the geeks. Right. Can they keep them, you know, 
everything that rises falls at some point, right? It's got to, it's, you know, there's a lot of backlash from other directors now picking on Marvel being cookie cutter. Um, part of them, I think, are just jealous because it's what people want to see right now. And, you know, it's not stopping um, Sam Raimi and Taika Waititi working with him. No, no, no. I'm, talk, I'm talking, I'm talking the Scorsese's of the world that keep picking on these kind of movies and, uh, um, who was yeah, it? Name, name some exciting directors right now. Scorsese, don't get me wrong. He's a classic director. He's he's a legend for a reason. But name some exciting directors right now. And I'm going to name Taika Waititi. I'm going to name Ryan Coogler. I'm going to name James Gunn. They're all working at Marvel right now. Right. Right. I think Coppola just picked on... on comic book movies too. No, don't get me wrong. I I would love to see some edgy early to mid seventies filmmaker types like a Coppola or a Brian De Palma or even a, you know a Scorsese. De Palma's doing, not great. He started off pretty good and then Yeah. You know. He's, he's, the, like I said, seventies era De Palma. Yeah. 70s and maybe Scarface. I, I would say maybe not any further than Scarface. Exactly. I'm just saying, but the 70s era, even Lucas, 70s era, you had, you know, American Graffiti and Star Wars. Right. You know, that's some, I would have no problem with people doing that, bringing original new idea movies to the table. I like those movies too. Doesn't mean I can't like the MCU yeah, I, I don't think it's – yes, I, I agree with you. I, I don't want to go too far off the topic, but in my head, I think that it could be – looking through the crystal balls we're supposed to, it could get messy. It could, 100%. We don't have clean heroes yet. Shang-Chi is the only one right now that I see is a clean – you know, here's a new hero, origin story, then hopefully it gets pulled into it later. Like, you know, we – when the MCU started, we got our Iron Man. We've got Thor origin story. We got Captain America origin story. Um, the Hulk, we didn't get an origin story, but we kind of did. Um, through the the Edward Norton one, but it wasn't really an origin story there either. But we just kind of people kind of know the Hulk. Um, so what I'm getting at is you had it was a nice pattern they developed. Like I don't know when we're going to see another Avengers movie. Well, it's funny because just this last week, Feige said he kind of made it seem like there may not be another Avengers movie. I don't know if that's the case. Right. But, well, let's look. So, I'm going to go through these quickly. But we got Moon Knight and then Doctor Strange, Thor Love and Thunder, Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's TV show. TV show. Uh, we've got Black Panther and Wakanda Forever. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Then we have, at some point, She-Hulk. Yep. And then next year, the Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania, uh, Secret Invasion. I mean, good lord. We got Blade. Okay. I got Blade, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, I Am Brute, Armor Wars, Ironheart, Echo, Wakanda series, Captain America 4. They've already locked in Anthony Mackie for that. Loki Season 2. Then we have What If Season 2. We know we're getting Agatha House of Harkness. We know we're getting a Shang-Chi 2. 
okay, how far out are we? How many threads are they going to pull together? Right. So maybe he's right. Maybe there's not going to be another Avengers movie. Maybe, or at least maybe not soon. So are they even tied together? Or is it just stuff that happens? Well, I don't know. What does your crystal ball tell you, Joe? My crystal ball says that they have to tie them together because there is a one universe until unless unless Doctor Strange breaks all the universes and they don't have to worry about being one universe anymore. Well, here's what I think. They're going to be adding some new threat vectors. And I think we're going to start seeing some of those that are supernatural or at least appear to be supernatural in nature. Mm-hmm. Well, we're seeing Witch. hints of this. What's that? Scarlet Witch being the antagonist. Could be. Could be. We're, we're seeing a little bit of this already with Moon Knight. Now, obviously the show has not come out yet. It comes out the end of next month. We're one, five weeks away from Moon Knight. But in the trailer, looks like he's fighting a jackal of some sort. He's obviously imbued with power by, you know, the Egyptian god Khonshu, which is, we already know, Gesundheit. at least with the, what's that? I said Gesundheit. <laughs> we already know, at least with the Norse gods, they appear to be, you know, supernatural, but we just find out they're just aliens with super advanced technology, right? Well, different realm. I guess you could say alien, sure. Well, yeah, they're Asgardian. They're still human, though, right? I don't think so. They're Asgardian. Oh, okay. Um, so whether or not Konshu, thank you, <laughs> is uh, actually a god, we don't know. Could be supernatural or it could be, you know, another. Because we, we know we're going to see the god butcher and possibly Hercules show up. Now, Hercules is an Olympian uh, god. My God, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, whether or not they're bringing in a supernatural element or an element that appears supernatural, but they give it a a tweak, because like like in Shang Chi, you have these supernatural creatures and the dragons and stuff, mm-hmm. but you find out it's actually in a different dimension realm. of sorts, yeah, a realm. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm thinking we'll see some more of that coming from. Moon Knight, but also Blade. Blade mm-hmm. fights vampires. Blade yep. is part vampire. Yep. Morbius, so, if that ever comes out. Right. Now, but now, mind you, that's the spider side of the spider. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. We haven't been told yet where that is. But yes, I'm well, assuming, we'll assuming it's a Sony Garfield side, but we don't know. Correct. Well, it's, yes. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. We, we don't know if... You know, Marvel's going to let them touch some of their toys, too. But we, know, like I said, Blade is a vampire, partially. So they're going to have to introduce vampires into the MCU and give an explanation as to how they exist. And maybe theirs is also supernatural on the surface, but not really. Right. So the crux is that we're going to have these different timelines in multiverse for a while. And Marvel's going to run with it because you can do anything. But then they're going to start throwing in all this doubt. We see this already in the form of, we know we're coming, an Armor Wars show is coming out. Where Tony's tech gets out in the wild. Stank. And Rhodey, 
Tony What's Stank? That? Did you say Tony Stank? No, Tony Stark. No. Tony Stank. Don't you remember that from Iron Man Two? Or yes. Three? I, yes. I got oh, a pack- it was. It was. Uh, Stanley, I got a package for a Tony Stank. Yep, that's him. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But in the comics, Iron Man himself, Tony Stank, went and fought all these different uh, armored figures that had stolen Stark technology. We're going to see Rhodey do that instead. So there are going to be people out there that have his tech that shouldn't have it. So it's going to start instilling this idea of who can you trust? And that's also going to be exacerbated by the Secret Invasion show. Right. Because it's going to include the Skrulls who can shapeshift. Now, Marvel already gave us a, a twist by making the Skrulls refugees and the good guys. But will that last? Is, are they going to make a you know play for something? And like I said, it's called Secret Invasion. It's not called Secret. We're here to help. So, I, so my crystal ball. There's a lot of threads. They're going to run with it for a little while. There's going to be, like I said, this erosion of trust, and then there's going to be some big bad, and it's all going to coalesce again into some big event. Why wouldn't they? That's what I. That's what I see. Yeah, I mean, there'll be a, some event. I. I mean, I don't. Th- I'm just. I think the future is obviously bright for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just feel like they could go down the path where they start losing. Like, there's going to be. It's going to dip a little bit. Like, it's going to have. Like, just the way the world works, nothing stays on top forever. Um, there will be some kind of atrophy and this could be the time only because if they get too complicated like there's even rumors i heard that tom cruise is going to be iron man in multiverse of madness i said i'm okay with it uh well it depends i mean how he does it's um yes it, uh, it all depends on how it's done right but it keeps it fresh too there is also rumors of toby mcguire being in it which I buy that more than anything because Sam Raimi's directing it. It would be a nice nod for those two. They um, would be. But it makes sense, like, it, at the beginning of it, if a multiverse of madness of, like, Spider-Man somehow says, you fucked up all of our worlds, you know what I mean? And just says, right. and, and then it kicks off, like, it could be a quick little thing. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I think M- Marvel has a lot of plates spinning in the air right now. And... uh it's got to be hard as heck to to keep all that stuff in balance, but they're doing a good job. I'm I'm not being negative. I'm just thinking like that. You know, it's just it's going to go in so many different places that I think I don't think everybody's going to watch everything, and I think that's okay. You know, um, and that's they're going to be they're going to be everywhere, and it's okay. Like pick this part of the Marvel thing that you like, whether it's a, a streaming show or. A movie or what have you, but um, I think I think the the future of the Marvel universe is going to hinge off. I think the next two or three movies, in that will people stay with them? Because I think people are itching for X Men and they're itching for Fantastic Four, and they right now there's no we know Fantastic Four is happening, but we don't know anything about X Men yet. All we heard we was, don't. We all don't. we heard was was uh, Patrick Stewart's voice, and I doubt he'll. They're going to bring a 
guy in his 80s to to franchise another three X-Men movies. Like, I just don't buy it. No, but remember, Feige and Marvel do nothing by mistake. Oh, I know. In, in No Way in, what, not No Way Home, in Far From Home, they mentioned the multiverse, which, uh, okay, he Mysterio was lying. Right. But then the very next movie is all about the multiverse. So that was a a seed that you think, oh, it's a throwaway. No, 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 it's planted. And then the audience. Other than, you know, the geeks like us, we, we can deal with it. But right. they planted that seed and it grew and people were totally fine with the multiverse. I mean, look, it's one of the most profitable movies of all time. Right. Still number three at the box office. It's crazy. So, like I said, Marvel doesn't do anything by a mistake. So the fact that they've established Patrick Stewart's in there, you're going to see a Professor X. Are they going to bring him back for a series of movies? No, he's too old. He's 80. Like you said, 80-something. Right. But just because they planted that seed of X-Men, sometime within two years of that movie, we're going to see the X-Men somewhere else. I would think so. That's a huge, huge. People want a new Wolverine, and I think they're going to want a Wolverine that Hugh Jackman is great, but Wolverine is not six foot two. He's not. Well, ultimate Wolverine is. Well, the Wolverine that everybody knows is like me, five foot six. You know, he's like small. Joe, yep. you're Wolverine. Yes, I'm Wolverine. You um, no, I mean you are the new Wolverine. Marvel, I like, call you up. Definitely fail. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I think they want that kind of like angrier. I don't know. Just my thoughts. I, I hear what you're saying, and but you know, people keep saying, like every other year, every other film, the superhero genre is going to be dead soon. People are going to get bored of it. You know, they're, they're tired of it. And then Spider-Man goes on to become the third highest grossing movie of all time. Right, right. It's tough to doubt Marvel. Right. They, they haven't failed yet. And even they're bad movies. I like. So I'm not going to bet against Marvel. Is superhero no. fatigue going to set in? Well, they're not going to lose us. I'm just talking about the normals, the norms. Where they're not going to. But right now it's not being. Spider-Man made $1.5 billion. Yep. And Spider-Man's a age-old character, right? Like, it's a different animal. You know, Shang-Chi did well, but did it draw in enough new people to get people interested? I loved it. I I still think it was, it's my Marvel movie of the year. Um, But yeah, we'll see. I think it's a good shape, but that's that's my crystal ball. Like, they've got the next three movies, if they can keep their people, will tell the tale. So the next three then are, so as long as Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther, Wakanda, whoever do well, you think Marvel's in good shape? I do. If they if they if they allude to a future in each one of those, if they're just one off stuff, then I don't know. So I got to set a note to double check around Thanksgiving, right? To see where the Marvel Universe stands. Yep, I'm sure they'll be fine. Still All listen, right. keep let's listening, move, folks. Let's move on. Let's talk Star Wars. You probably thought I was going to okay. get to the end, but um, so. Out of all the franchises here, believe it or not, I think Star Wars is in the most trouble. Even more trouble than Star Trek? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the reason that is, I have no idea if they're ever going to make a movie again. 
they keep talking and talking and gabbing and oh, this one might direct this, this, that. Nothing's come out. No news has come out. Right. Um, we had a average show in Boba Fett, which I liked it, but it's it's it did not capture the buzz I think that people wanted. Agreed. Um, my crystal ball tells me that everything hinges on Obi Wan. Really? Yep. Obi Wan and maybe Andor. People people don't have expectations of Andor. I do. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be a, a peacemaker. Like holy shit, this is really good. Um, but the anticipation and the money right now is on Obi Wan. It's got to do well. Like it's got to be great to capture the buzz again. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, you you get a boost already just by the fact that Ewan McGregor's in it. Yep. And Hayden and... Okay, I don't know if you get a boost for Hayden. 100% honest. I think for Star Wars fans, not not for the normals. I'm a Star Wars fan. I don't give a shit that Hayden's in it at all. I think it's cool. I don't even... It doesn't... We don't need him. Well, we'll see. There'll be flashbacks for sure. Um, I just think that it's in a spot where like Star Wars is like right now we know it's all streaming, but I don't know where it's going in terms of, um, where the movie narratives go. Um, the best thing is happening is streaming. And I think, you know, we've been told that there's going to be these shows that all lead to a big event. Uh, you know, but for the next foreseeable future, all we get, all we get, it's not that it's bad. It's we get, we get Obi-Wan, we get Bad Batch, we get. Ahsoka, we get Andor, and they've told us nothing more about Acolyte, which I hope comes out. That that could be the key. If it, if, but it's gotta it's gonna take a while to get to Acolyte. Acolyte could be, excuse me, could be the the uh, jump start that to take it into different. It could be the the I don't want to say it this way, but the discovery of of Star Wars because it's a different time zone or time zone time placement. And it's at the end of the High Republic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's it's just got the most questions for me. And I think it's got the most baggage and it's got the most, like, possibility of failure. You know? I can't disagree with you on any of this. Um, I hadn't thought of it that way in that frame that you thought – you know, how you said this is maybe the most troubled of the um, universes we're looking at, or the IPs. But you're right, because my crystal ball is showing me we're going to see more of the same in that right now, the bread and butter for Star Wars is working around the original trilogy. Yeah, they're, they're handcuffed a little bit. Yeah, but the only thing that's really building that buzz is either right before the trilogy or right after. Mm -hmm. So we're talking Obi-Wan, right? That's got buzz. But that's right before the original trilogy. Maybe a few more years, but it's it's more tied to that than it is the prequel. So I'm looking at Obi-Wan as a character study and not necessarily maybe a thread to to, to connect any bridges, but we'll but see. That's fine. That's fine. But they're still going to be working within yeah. the area of the known and the most popular. Yeah. It's, it's like start. It's like, 
um, Strange New Worlds. Exactly. Exactly. But what else are they focusing on? So obviously, Book of Boba Fett, like you said, average. But again, it's in that five-year window after the original trilogy, mm-hmm. just like The Mandalorian, which... Well, that yeah, it's all one. That's the Mandoverse, the Filoniverse, right? Okay, the Filoniverse, Mandoverse, whatever you want to call it. It's within that five years after yep. Return of the Jedi. And that's where Ahsoka's going to live, too. Right, because they're all going to converge into a, a big event. They told us that, yes. so it's not, that's not new, but that you're right. It's where it's living. It's a good that's place to live. Living. I have no problem living in between. There's a lot of time between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Right. I mean, Luke's got to lose everything. Like you said, and Andor is going to be right there, right before Rogue One, mm-hmm. which is still that same same time period. So, well, yeah, it's the Skywalker saga, I guess you could say. Yes. Like you said, the biggest risks are Acolyte, because it's at the end of the High Republic. Which, yes, they've made a huge publishing push, and the books are good. Uh, I mean, I, I hope they start doing some stuff out of there, but we'll see. I have not read them, so I can't comment to that. I own a couple. I look forward to reading them. But that's not – it's not getting the buzz maybe from some of the, you know, the, the nerds like us. But the general public is only really concerned about the streaming in the movies, right? 100%. So until we see the accolade come out, if then people are drawn to it, then maybe that's a new way forward. Because – you're 100% right. There's so many unknowns. So we know we're getting a Taika Waititi movie. Are we? Of, we don't yeah. Like, I don't believe anything that they say. Okay, I really so don't. In theory, then, we're supposed to be getting a Taika Waititi movie. But put it this way. We're in 20, we're February of 2022. No movie is in production right now. That no, that there's, not one, there's not one movie filming at this moment. You're correct. So that the, means if we're lucky... We would might get something if they start soon, December of 2023 as a film, yeah. maybe, because they fucked up the. We were supposed to get Rogue Squadron. Yes, I haven't heard shit since a month ago or whatever when everything went to hell there. Yep. So like I don't That's know what what's happening. Right. That's why it's all in peril for me. So you've got all this yeah. IP and they don't know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to movies yet. They just know, Taika, you did great. We want you to work on something. What? Yeah, well, what is it? When? When am I going to do it? Well, I don't know. Right. And we like got, you said, we got Watts. Maybe, Watts yeah, might be a movie. Okay, okay, great. I might do right. one. That's just as much credibility right, right now I, that they have. Kevin Feige is producing one. Which one? Who is he working with? Is he working with Taika? Is he working with Watts? Is he working with someone else? And then, of course, the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Still haven't been told it's been canceled. I think it is. I think you do, yet. too. Yeah. There's not one Star Wars fan out there that doesn't think it's canceled, that, that it's not canceled. But like you said, you're excited about Rogue Squadron. But when does that take place? I, I they haven't said anything about it, but I'm I'm convinced that it takes place in that original trilogy era. It's going to be no. It's supposed to have taken place after the Ray Saga. What? Yeah, that's when that was supposed to take place. I where is that official? Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up again because I thought for sure they're going to do Rogue Squadron was going to be like uh, Rogue One. 
and that not that it takes place immediately after that, but it's going to take place somewhere within the saga there in the original trilogy. It's going to be a story that takes place then. So from what I understand, let's see. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> it's um, introduced a new generation of starfighters and move us into the future era of the galaxy. So it's, it's after the Ray saga. Interesting. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep. So, but we'll, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know <laughs> if it's even going to be shot. Um, don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the same thing. The film will introduce a new generation of Starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. But that still doesn't tell us what time frame. I, I, I read it somewhere else. I'm I'm 99.9% sure it takes place after. Okay. Well, we'll look into this and come back next episode, but I it was of the mind. It's not being shot or made anyways. Not true. So, but even if it is, well, like I said, I thought maybe, maybe it took place in that original trilogy. I guess what I'm saying, that, that was supposedly going to be the first movie to come out, and that was supposed to be December of 2023. They still Nothing. haven't moved the date yet, but then again... They may have owned the date for a Star Wars movie, but it might not be that one. Right. We, as of right now, we don't. I don't know of anything being shot. And if they keep that date and then they, they shit something out because they got they need to get that date filled, then they're going to make the same goddamn mistakes they made with Rise of Skywalker. I agree. You're just going to rush it and be terrible. That's why it's in the most peril for me. Like I just don't think they know what they're doing with films, and they don't know what they're. I don't think they know what they're doing. They're like they're relying on Filoni and and, and streaming, and that's great, and it'll be good. Um, you know me, and that era, I can watch it all day long. I'm fine with streaming. I'm happy, but I also miss that theater experience where Star Wars hits you in the face with this music, and just like when the when you hear the Marvel thing come on, that dun 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 dun. I mean, it just gets you going, right? Like it's it doesn't do. They just need that, and it's, it doesn't have it. So okay, that's now. You're good with the uh, Favreau, Filoni, Sizzler steaks, but when you want a ribeye sometime soon. Yeah. I get that. I'm down. i right there with you. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why I think it's in trouble. I think Obi-Wan must do well. Otherwise, man, if Obi-Wan doesn't do well, I don't think Kathleen will survive it. And not that I want her to survive, but I want Obi-Wan to do well because I just think it looks great. And I think you right. have Deborah Chow. I think there's everything going for it. It's one, one director. Yeah. It's not five directors. It's one story. It's a long, long movie. It's a six-hour movie. Um, and you're a little biased. He's your favorite character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm completely biased. I'm biased that it's Star Wars. I'm biased that it's – yeah. You know, I'm also going to watch it scared, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do if they come out with a Greedo series? That'd be awesome. <laughs> but – Nobody wants that but me. If they just did a whole, you know, smuggler series, like that would be cool. If they just turned Boba Fett into a smuggler series, that's what, what we wanted. It would have been interesting. Or, you know, Bounty Hunter, a smuggler thing. That would have been right. cool. It would have been cool, but they didn't. They turned it into Mandalorian 2.5. So I think you convinced me. Yeah, right now, 
Star Wars is maybe the most uh, <laughs> wobbly of the IPs. I think so, because as we jump into DC, listen, they may not have a thread like the MCU, but they're going to have they some good not. movies. They got some good movies coming up. Like going back to Joker, um, I think that the Batman coming out is going to be a huge hit. I think it's going to do really well. It's another Batman movie. I think this is the year of DC. They've got um, Flashpoint. They got um, uh, Black Adam coming out. They got Aquaman. You know, and then a Wonder Woman to follow all of that. And you know, in light of Peacemaker, which became a hit, that's DC, and you, you even had Justice League in there, <laughs> except for Cyborg. Yeah. I bet you he's pissed. I didn't even think. Of, um, because he got left out. I don't uh, have Batman either, though. It's true. Fair. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think DC's in a good spot. I'm, and I think the Batman coming out in one week is gonna, it's gonna kill it. I I agree. I think uh, DC's in a great spot. To kind of reiterate what you just said, we got Batman next week. Then the next DC film is Black Adam in July. And I know we both keep calling it Flashpoint, but officially it's the name the of the Flash. movie yeah. is The Flash. But we're showing our geek stripes. It's Everything we know about the movie is that it's going to be uh, a, a version of the Flashpoint uh, story from the comics, right. which is basically a soft reboot of the DCEU. Um, and then uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom come December 16th. That's this year. Yeah. They've got a shit ton of stuff in the books. Oh, they're already working on Shazam 2. That doesn't come out till June of 2023. Now, at one point they had announced they were doing a Blue Beetle movie to come out in August of 2023. But being that we already have seen pictures from them working on Shazam like months ago, and the fact that I haven't heard jack about Blue Beetle, I don't think that August 18th, 2023 is happening. Yeah, we'll see. But that's not going to. That movie is not the hinge of DC Universe, though. No, 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 no. And that's fine. <laughs> what but, do you uh, think? So I it, think the most the most important movie for DC coming up. What do you think? I, to me, it's the Flash. Um, I say I, I say Batman because I, I, if Batman I don't think so takes, because it, I don't think it will. Okay, I, I See, hear that. Well, because if Batman tanks. I mean, if you can't sell a Batman film, now that said, oh, sell the trailers it. look amazing. Yeah. yeah, but it's three hours long. I don't care about the time. If it's look, not good, it's good, like I said, right? If it's good, it, that three hours is not going to matter. Right. But you're putting a lot of faith in the writers of that and yeah. on Matt Reeves. Who Matt Reeves? He's not a bad director. He's he, what he didn't he just do like a bunch of the like the. But, you know, Planet of the Apes, and then he, didn't he also do, he also did uh, the J.J. Abrams monster movie, what was it? Um, Super 8? No. Yes, not Super 8, okay. no. Um, the Kaiju movie, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I love yeah, the Planet of the Apes movies. Tough, tough. I actually liked, loved all those. I loved every one of them. I don't know if he did all of them, but he I don't did know if he did all of them either, least. but that, that, that series was great. Right. So all I'm saying is he's done some good stuff, but he's not. I mean, I'm sorry. Christopher Nolan blew my mind 
And I was like, they gave him a Batman film. What are they going to do? And it was awesome. You know, two of them were awesome. Yes. hundred percent agree. Two of them were awesome, but he has some great films before that. And he's done great films since. Oh, for sure. He's a good director. I, I just don't know if Batman makes all the, I, the reason is the, if you're going to have a continuum and you can in, and if you want to enter, if you want to interconnect new characters, the flash is the one that's going to have to do it. And they have a lot of, the reason I say it's the most important one is because we just saw Spider-Man no way home as a multiverse thing. And they're doing the same thing in DC. So it's going to be automatically put up against that. Right. I mean, just, just by proxy and Ken, I don't know if people are, have embraced themselves with the person who plays the flash there. Ezra something, I forget what his name is, but Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller. I, I dig him, but he's not a, like a conf. He's not like the one on the television show. Who's no, a more, who's no, a more uh, typical, I guess you would say Barry Allen. Yep. Grant Gustin. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like the first two seasons of that. Now that turned into, I haven't watched it in forever. Yeah. I haven't um, watched it forever either. So yeah. Um, I do see what you're saying. Uh, I think it hinges on Flash, but that we may not know that till later because, like I said, we we're pretty confident they're going to do soft reboot with the entire DCEU. And obviously the movie has to do well to get people to buy into the multiverse, like you said. Right. Oh, there's so a... Everything that, yeah. everything that comes after... Well, it, yeah, you're right. I guess you're right. Because if this tanks, no one's going to care when it, what it comes after. Right. Batman, they can salvage no matter what, because Batman will always sell. But if you want, if you want yeah. some kind of justice, if they want to go the route of Marvel and have a thread, now if they just want to do one-off movies. That's fine. They don't have to have combined universes if they don't want. You know. Uh, but well, that's what you're going to have another peacemaker, which they've already established this world, the Zack Snyder world, in a way. Yeah, you know because they brought the Justice League in there of who they were um, could change again with Flashpoint. We don't know. Um, now well, they have some stumbling blocks they have to get over, like who's Superman? Yep. What are they doing with that character? That's a huge question because yeah. remember they got the J.J. Abrams one coming out. Yeah, J.J. Abrams, Tanahasi Coates. We don't. Right. All we know is that they're working on a Superman project, but we don't know if it's going to be. Superman I'll tell you what. Know? No matter what, and this isn't this isn't to pick on anything, but what won't fly is the 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 Superman storyline right now, which is his son that will not fly the movies. Oh no, they're not going to do that in the movies. No, they can't. No, that's stupid. Not that it's a bad story. I'm not against it. In fact, I pre-ordered the first trade of the new Superman, Son of uh, Kal El. I'm looking forward to reading it, but. I'm a geek. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm used to different different takes on different uh, heroes. I'm good with that. But to go from Henry Cavill and then suddenly switch to that, it's too jarring of a shift. I think well, for the audience, no matter who you went through, that would be a shift. Yes. Um. So I mean, that's that's the rub. Like, and it's probably the toughest character of all DC characters is Superman. Will they bring the lanterns in? I hope so. You know, that's a great, there's supposedly a TV show on HBO Max with the Lanterns that it might be coming out. At um, some point. At some point, you know, we'll see. But 
I think DC's in a better spot than Star Wars. I think out of all of them, you know, Star Wars is in the biggest predicament. Um, yeah, that's my crystal ball <laughs> in the futures of these. See, I think <clears throat> mine went too off from yours. I think they're going to use Flashpoint, so that way they can kind of have their cake and eat it too. Because once you have a multiverse, all things are possible. So, you know, if Batman lights the screen on fire, which I think we all think it's going to do, they can leave him by himself for a bit. Right. And then, because they've established a multiverse with Flash, when they want to, they can segue Batman into the, the new rebooted Justice League. But keep the Barry Allen Flash, the Jason Momoa Aquaman, and the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. They can right. do that. Keep what works, and then bring in Robert Pattinson, and he, he's more their age. That works better. Right. I mean, I actually didn't mind Affleck as Batman. I liked him. He was fine. He I was fine. A lot, actually. But he, he he plays a much more wizened, you know, uh, Return of the Dark Knight type Batman, which is too old to be on the Justice League and keep doing a whole bunch of movies. Right, right. Bringing in Robert Pattinson, who has a good 15, 20 years under Ben Affleck makes more sense. 100%. So then there's the Joker. There's talk of a Joker too, but that's fine because, because like, again, the multiverse makes it magic because then you can, you can have a Joker too, and it can be in its own separate, you know, universe or separate thread. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't, but these have to, that's why the flat, the flashpoint is so important. Yes, I, you, you brought me around. I agree with you, Joe. You brought me around. But we'll see. We'll see. And I think it's a tough movie. I mean, you got, that's, that's, you know, they got, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they got it. They have to, they have to stick that landing. Because then at the end of the day, you can have the Shazam universe between Black Adam and Shazam. Shazam, I like, you never watched the Shazam movie yet, though, right? No, I need to do that. I will watch Star Trek tonight and then maybe I'll start Shazam. Yeah, maybe this weekend. It's a good movie. All right. Well, we've talked a lot, more than I ever thought we would on having no, topic <laughs> two days yeah, ago topic we just didn't have a show this week we didn't have a show anyways Michael, let, let, how can people tell us what they think of any of these uh four ips and what their futures will be what can they talk to us yeah, we've given us our opinions what are your opinions uh hit us up on either twitter or instagram at kybercast or you can drop us a line in either our facebook page or group at the kybercast and if you want to help out the show, check out patreon.com slash kybercast. But as always, the best way to help the show is to smash that subscribe button. Subscribe and tell your friends about the show. They can find us on most of every podcatcher that there is, from Apple to Stitcher to Podbean, all these places that you get your podcasts. You can send them there. Or better yet, go to kybercast.com. Com, and they can listen to every episode there via SoundCloud. It's streaming on all of our back catalog is there. It's nice to say that we have a back catalog now. Uh, you can also check out our shop at kybercast.com slash shop and look for some cool swag there. So until uh, next week, I think uh, we will not see... I'm looking at the dates. Um... You said March 4th, so yeah, we will not be seeing Batman before the next recording of this. Uh, that much I can tell you. But Well, we can discuss this. Uh, 
Maybe we do a late episode after we've seen Batman for next week. Maybe. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Michael, Michael and I will figure out what we will do for the next episode. So until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.